To me, being in this band and creating an album, it's like Bed Frame is the drummer. Everything is going to be supported on, on that. Dude. I know, dude. You do it well. Too much acid. Like, like we're thinking like Pink Floyd animals, like where they have the dog barking, but we're gonna have like a cat, like. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Mastodon Podcast, Episode One. Expressing Universals, a chat with Skinner. It is Wednesday, the 28th of August, 2019, and it is 4.30 a.m. here in Australia, and I just finished speaking with the man himself. It was a very kindred, wide-ranging chat uh, where we went into all kinds of subject matter, particularly focusing in the realms of creativity and life and psychology and meaning and life and death. It was very wide-spanning, but you could expect nothing less from an artist such as himself and also just a human being who's being a real human being, really, because... If you want to experience life fully, you need to let all of it in, including the doom and danger and strangeness and weirdness. And he has a great relationship with the weird and the uh, macabre. I think a very positive, possibly the most healthy relationship you can have with it, where you're channeling it instead of letting yourself be a victim to it, gaining a kinship with the fear and moving through it. What I quickly found to be the case while speaking with him was that he, like me, really enjoys taking tangents and just flowing naturally, no kind of weird regimented strict interview format or anything, um, but it is nevertheless uh, enriching and wide-ranging, eclectic and eccentric and esoteric, and yeah, just an overall joy and pleasure and honor to have him on the show, and I hope to have him back on future episodes as well. So how about I just patch us straight into the chat that we just had and take it away, Albert and Skinner from two hours ago. This is all probably, this is entirely comprised of some psychosis stuff or yeah, something, but I get that. I feel like I'm not doing anything really. Like, I'm not doing that much. Good. Like, I'm not, like, I feel not even in a humble way, but more like in an insecure way. Like, like I, I realize I'm, I'm like, I don't know, you know, over the years and years and years when you examine your life and you examine your, your shortcomings or you examine like things through the therapeutic lens or whatever, you know, like I yeah. realize that <clears throat> everything I do uh, maybe is uh, more like desperation instead of some like brave. It's no, not like it. some brave triumph, you know, it's more like... Um, I just want to do something that feels important because very little feels important to me or something yeah. in the world. Like I feel like everything is uh, burdened by the like colossal waves of mundane, like the mundane nature of life. Yeah. Just day in and day out. Just feels it just really hits you in waves. I think. Yeah. You're, you're very intuitive. I think with that is that there's no other way there's no other way to um to do, be a true open empath to the world and not be right. trapped in some kind of self life of self contrivance and that does come with a price and the price is that sense yeah occasionally of like maybe meaninglessness or like the nothing and when i'm like i draw when i'm talking to ray like i'll just start drawing and and i'll just communicate to her because i can just hold space and be totally present while creating and i notice you do that on the show as well um and again i don't want to just like 
yeah. Please don't take this as me just no, like yes, yeah, make smoke, smoke okay. blowing. Yeah. Everything's fine. Like <laughs> even though even though like uh, I I understand what it's like to meet somebody that maybe you admire or something like yeah. i don't know like i'm not trying to put words in your mouth i'm just saying like yeah see, you know like you're stoked it's like oh cool this art guy like, like has done some cool stuff that i like you know so you're excited to like have a conversation with me i have that same experience with so many people oh dude I'm that's very, so cool so it's not it's i it's I, I totally understand you don't have to like yeah just by your enthusiasm oh dude yeah, it's okay. I I totally appreciate all right, it. I'm cool. very grateful. All right, all but, right. But uh, y- y- yeah, like I-, I just think trying to do some. I mean, I don't know. Like life is like kind of meaningless in a lot of ways. It's like really weird, you know. And yeah. like uh, it's the most beautiful, strange, cool thing ever. But it's also like underneath it all it is like meaningless and the end is like final so it's it's weird to kind of exist in that sort of that place um i noticed this a lot lately where i'm like why why is everybody so crazy and Mm. and one thing that i realize is or think yeah is that uh, the neurotic, like the collective neurotic, the neurotic yeah. tendencies of humankind, I think has entirely everything to do with the fact that we're not um, fighting off death for another day. Which True. I mean, like, like you don't have time to be depressed or anxious or worrying about the future or worrying about the past or. Or any of that stuff if you're a hunter-gatherer and, like, you're literally just trying to find some roots. Yeah. Or, like, fish to eat or something. Like, your life is just living that day. Mm. But I think, like, all we have is... All we have is time to worry about shit and death. Yeah. And life and what's going to happen and where what's going to happen next and whatever, whatever. But but the irony is, is that every convenience is allotted to us. Yeah. So it's like... The idea is that you create convenience so that your life is better, mm. but the the convenience becomes like the tyranny through which you live like this like kind of strained existence, you know? Yeah. That, I mean, that's what I think. Oh, dude, I completely <laughs> resonate with that. And so here's the thing about art is that it replaces in some ways that um, engagement with the natural world and with oneself that uh you know now we don't have like mammoths you know storm stomping around that we need to worry about also shout out to medusa wolf behind you i love that guy so much anytime any yeah anytime i message him i sense just like kindred waves of introversion he's like i don't do podcasts i'm like i totally respect that you know anyway that's a little yeah little, yeah he should do podcasts though i think um mm. exercise in learning to stretch himself socially. yeah that's right that's that's my message to him if he's listening to this. Yeah, I'm going to send it to him. It's weird because I actually understand that now more than ever where, like, I used to put myself out there far more socially. But now I just feel very protective over my time and my energy because Thank I realize, you. like, there's so little of it. It's such a commodity now, time and yeah. energy, that... um. I'm like, no, I don't want to do this thing. Or I don't want to go here. I don't want to do this project. Or it just seems like, you know, Thank it's you. like, yeah, it's like you really become acutely aware of 
how little time there is, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and I saw that in the intro to your book, right? And I was reading it to Ray, and she's like, "This guy." And usually, she keeps things very brief. She's uh, she's um, uh, like her background is like she's half Egyptian, half Bangla, so she's well in this in this space of. Um, you know, she grew up on that heritage of like Osho and a bit of Rumi and a bit of these these um people who, oh, cool. yeah, yeah. And so when you're talking, yeah, exactly. So when, mm, um, and so when you're talking about like the the emphasis on don't waste my don't I, her hashtag is like hashtag no fuck boys. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Well, that I mean that's the thing is uh, it, when you realize that there's just a population of people like when I I just. Like the internet is so fascinating to me. It's endlessly entertaining. It's endlessly depressing, but it's like a subculture. It's like a looking at amoebas under a microscope or something, you know, yeah. and it's just growing and mutating. But like. That's my patents. That's what that's about, literally. Mm. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's yeah. cool. But like, uh, yeah, no uh, fuck boys or uh, <laughs> just weird, just like weird people. Like what I realize is that uh, uh, the internet is sort of a an augmented space so like yeah. if you want to if you want to see yourself a certain way you can go on the internet and project yourself that way i yeah. mean like people literally photoshop their bodies to be different you oh know? It's, so it's, it's like mm. and i think that there's a creepiness too about the the capitalist tendency to like make people um I don't know, turn themselves into brands. It kind of like to take away their humanity in order to sell something. Yeah. And I feel like that's interesting is like, that's, that just feels like the poster, like the poster child uh, concept or like just the overarching MO of capitalism is like, don't exhibit human tendencies or realness. Yeah. Um, because then there's a chance that you might not sell something or be accepted or something. It's so, it's so fucking crazy. Have you been living in my house? Are, are you like seriously astrally projecting into my house? This is the exact conversation Ray and I had. I've been encouraging her to have a Ted talk, right? Um, you yeah, know, and cool. just, yeah, to just literally talk about how there's this absolutely diametric message, which is be more of yourself, but as long as it fits within the algorithm, like be uncontrived, be genuine, like be free, be unfettered. But at the same time, if you don't fit this one trend and this one, see, so people are developing this sense of like, what the fuck do I do? So art, oh, there she is. Hello. <laughs> see the game. Yeah. Well, this, I this little bones. This is, uh, this is the, the, the big long haired one. Yeah. But we have a. I have a tiny small one that named the clone who's like really small, but okay. yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing is like, that's why I feel like there's so much mental illness actually um, from like, I feel like people maybe even have like a supportive or positive experience growing up, but then go out into the world and then realize how competitive and strange and hard and brutal and cold and detached and disassociated like, the general population is or the world is yeah and, and um and then they develop like mental illness about not measuring up not being enough not being a beautiful enough not yeah like the entirety of your your life in this sort of western civilization anxiety prison mental prison and i i'm i'm in it frequently i'm yeah. i mean like no no amount of you know being aware of shit equates to the action of 
fighting it off, you know, especially especially for somebody like me who grew up desiring acceptance and attention um, from my parents, but who were like too preoccupied with their own suffering to give it to me. Mm. So then I'm perfect. I'm primed perfectly to go out and be a capitalist soldier. You know what I mean? So it's like so it's interesting when somebody says, man, you do so much art. It's so cool. It's this, it's that, it's all this, like, it's really amazing. And I think to myself, like, it's so cool that it comes off that way. But in the same, in, in the same moment, like my career and my life feels like it's mostly me trying to just figure out what the fuck I should be, do, I'd want to do yeah. or, or do while I'm putting out like a ton of artwork in order to like pacify my need to create and then and also pacifying the need to make money and then pacifying like the need for acceptance and pa- so it's like it's a very complex yeah issue to do it and um there's very few actual moments in my creative career where somebody goes hey i really like what you do i really believe in you i really believe that you have like a lot in you and yeah. i would love to see that come out and that's an old school kind of, um, you know, way of, of like when somebody would have money and they would come to an artist and be like, I want you to do what you do. Yeah, yeah. And then you're a genius, you know, or whatever. I'm yeah, not yeah. saying I'm a genius. I'm just saying I'm just saying yeah. that's an old, old school way of things that happen that don't totally happen like that anymore. Now it's sort of like, can you do my band shirt? Can yeah. you do this? Can you, can you paint a mural? <laughs> like uh, that, that uh, artist Tristan Eaton, mm-hmm. he, he's the greatest. He's so fucking incredible. Um, and then like, but even still, like in the giant corporate jobs he gets, he's still like doing like Universal Monsters or something. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. It's it's his way, but it's still under the guise of like doing art for a large company or a corporation or or whatever. Yeah. That's why there's a um. There's a strong uh, stratification between an artist who does sort of like corporate design work and then s- somebody like uh, Alan, mm. a.k.a. Medusa Wolf, yep. who is like who has a vast uh, world, an expansive world inside of his imagination that he does on his own, mm. but is preoccupied with the creativity of it instead of preoccupied with the success of it. I get you. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so it's like that's that's how it is. And so like I'm I'm kind of like been able to sort of like sort of crack the code, but not totally because I'm. It's not. It's like if uh, if I just sat and did like ultra expansive, nightmarish psychedelic fantasy art, like like just giant paintings that are like completely insane, like whatever. I first of all, nobody'd probably ever be able to afford those paintings. Like they, yeah. they rarely, rarely, rarely ever do. Thank you. I'm not saying it's impossible, but the only way you can make money off is like to sell prints. Yeah. So again, you're kind of relegated to this the idea of like the blue collar like no. the, the blue collar um yeah. population instead of like the museums. Because a museum is not gonna look at what I do as like a valid form of art that could be placed in those mm. um in the canon of fine art or whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like even Robert Williams is not No, yeah, seen for sure. That. 
And the way that so I it, yeah, the way that I see that you've approached it is that again, I I really see in your art not just um, a sense of eclecticism, right? But a sense of the imp of impending death is always just in in the essence of yeah yeah <laughs> impending death and and it is this implicit there's death imagery there's a lot of skulls and there's a lot of um, dreadful monsters so what you're doing is you're saying please be oh you're all good what's up I'm good you're all good. I had to turn Oh, sorry. My man, that's cool. Also, yeah, little emphasis. You know, I myself have really uh, since my army um, stuff. Like, I had to really cut out, cut out a lot of like extra fat of like, um, you know, I would let myself get walked on a lot. So everything you said about like the the emphasis on the value of time, like we couldn't be more uh, at a point of resonance on that point. Um, and the very fact that you've, uh, you know, I got a bit caught up actually talking to Ray about you agree. I won't, I won't belabor the point, but the fact that you are setting up. It's setting, fine. Don't yeah, yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Tell okay. Me I'm no, no, no! Tell you're just you're you're the G. You are the G man, and I appreciate okay, I'm it. Okay. The G man. I'm the I'm the gangster. Yeah. You're the gangster. You're the gangster. You're the gangster. Wait, okay, wait. I want to hold right. on before we before you continue to yeah. uh, give me yeah. uh, like rattle right rattle like on nice things. What was the um you you were you went into the army? Is that the deal? Yeah, yeah. So um I was left out on a firing range in two thousand and seven. Um I joined the army out of this uh, sense of um, feeling bad for my dad because I wanted to be creative and I wanted to join the circus actually. And my sister had oh. joined. Yeah, my sister had joined the navy, and um uh, and I sort of was yeah like gearing up to going to this field which was like sixty percent unemployment like contortionist. So I trained to be a contortionist. And um, I was uh, I was doing all that, and I could just see, you know, how the parents, as you said, they didn't have enough time, um, and so what all I would get from him was just sort of indifferent slash passive aggressive like body language, and um, and yeah, there's there's a whole thing there. But basically, I joined out of pity for him because I could see that he I, I could recognize that he couldn't really do the the parenting father thing. So I was like, you know what, I'll just. I'll I'll submit myself to the universal father, as it were, or that commanding kind of authoritative masculine teaching space, which is the army. I'll I'll complete that step for you, and then simultaneously make you proud of me. I am not an army guy. Like I'm a creative dude. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you don't seem like an army guy to me. That's right. Fucking, I like your army shirt too. I like. We're just discussing ironies. It's fantastic. Yeah, my this man. This is the only thing that I. Uh that I when my dad died this is the only thing I inherited was this like yeah army jacket well he never went into the army he was like yeah he would probably he would have been like a drugged out like you know uh, he would have skipped out yeah like a draft dodger guy okay so you so you went into the army yeah and so that's not like in Australia that's you're in Australia right yeah yeah so that so was in Australia they don't force you to go no. into the army right no like, it was voluntary okay. yeah and so it was because so I was you're an empath there for a couple years and you're like all right like this sucks yeah I didn't I didn't gel with the culture and I just found you know and I can I can hack a few c words and like we swear on this so they were like can't fucking can't this fucking can't that I'm like because that's yeah. the, that's the Australian culture and it's cool and like I appreciate it. it's like we have sayings like man we're not fucking spiders we're not fucking spiders here which is like we're not fucking around <laughs> it's like a really okay, weird yeah that's, all right you can right, you can kind of obscure but yeah, i like that you can use that one if, if it, fucking spiders yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right fucking spiders man. it's like we're not fuck fuck, fuck exactly um fucking fucking yes that's that, right i like it because I, I listen to everyone from all i listen to like jim jeffries yeah jeffries. we love him we, he's he's this and is a jim yeah, jeffries he's house the best. he's hilarious but he uh he said, I was listening to a podcast and he was saying like, yeah, when he goes, 
back to Australia or when he goes to England or yeah. something, anywhere that has an accent like that, he like really leans into it. He's all, I noticed like, yeah, he's he like, does. I noticed I just started cussing like crazy and leaning yeah. into it and like sitting, you know, I was like, yeah, it's cause you're back, you know, you're back home or whatever. That's right. So but, wasn't it, but the thing I want to say is that like, so very rarely do you get a, uh, a patron that's what it is. A patron who's like, hey, I want you to be creative. I want you to, you know, because the idea in the past would be like you get patronage or you get like yeah. uh, artists, uh, gallery owners that would believe in you and say, hey, I think that we could nurture your career and your talent by giving you space to get really, really good. Yeah. And then, you, you know, we, and then you we'd all stand to make some money, of course. Hmm. Well, that was cool. But like um, the, the cover for Once More Around the Sun I felt was an opportunity where I knew I was going to make enough money mm. that I was going to be able to spend like a month or so or, you know, painting it. Yeah. So it was really like one of the first moments in a couple years um, that I was able to spend a bunch of time painting it. And so like I went uh, and bought, you know, four, they were like two foot by two foot pieces of wood panel nice. and then i just put them all together and then sketched it all out and drew it and um you could kind of see like the process in the book there's a process yeah i love it and asleep in the deep um so again you are strangely pervasive through like you've weirdly when i came across your art i was like so skinner was weirdly present in my italian childhood so there's this program you should look it up it's called l'albero azzurro right it means the blue oh the blue tree right and it's basically our equivalent of like barney the dinosaur and in australia there's a program called um uh, play school and you know there's also that video back from the hunter time with the you know Deathbound, all the sort of puppets around but yeah when i was reading your blog about the jodorowsky kind of um uh, joseph campbellian kind of aspects of that story um it is single-handedly like uh especially the frog priest like i want to i want to i want to see and I, I messaged you i think one of the first things we messaged about was like i need to see a skinner video game i need to like there's a that such would be cool yeah so and i and i've been tagging like that game company and a couple people i know because i do a bunch of <laughs> I do, yeah yeah because i was like imagine if That's you took really this sweet. psychoscape right because also black like your your space is black and then you then you bring color into that very much like the Big Bang, which I love, you know, because it's very oh, true. Cool. And um, starting from black, I start from white, but starting from black is is a straight up acknowledgement of like, yeah, we return to void. Guess what's behind everything? Void, void, void. You know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So party in the void when you're gone, man. You're a light well, in the uh, void. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I actually I started. Uh, well, I did some artwork for this uh, red fang video that that just came out like back three months ago or two months or something like oh, yeah. maybe i don't know but um uh my friend ansel wallen fang asked me to help and i was like yeah sure here you go and then so but during the process of that making that video i went to the or uh i kind of got to working with this other guy who makes artwork into like 16 bit or 32 bit yeah graphics awesome like old school Sega and stuff like that. And so uh, I kind of was like, hit him up after the video and I said, hey, so do you want to collaborate ever on anything? And he's like, yeah, sure. And I said, what if we make like a fake video game intro yeah. to like an old game? And uh, 
and maybe we could make a game if some, if people thought it was cool, you know. And he's all, "Oh, okay, cool." So he's he's working on that now. I gave him <gasps> all the art, but dude, it's called Flesh Haunted Lords. Okay, shut the. It's about, I it, so it, I, it's, I'm so fucking sorry. I I'm, I'm Italian, and when I'm really excited, I like hit and I yell. I'm so I'm like fucking. This is that's so cool. cool. You can hit and yell. I will. I'm hitting the computer. I'm hitting it. Right. Okay. Hit. <laughs> So no no dude I can see in my mind's eye the, the Sega the Sega Mega Drive like cartridge of that like oh my god yeah. so good I'm yeah, so Yeah it'll fucking... be cool uh it's it's about a castle a medieval castle where uh the 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 royal family that occupies the castle and, and owns the villa, the feudal area there they're like decadent assholes generations of like perhaps inbred fucking people but they also are into the occult yeah um and uh they summon open this portal and all this uh crazy titan evil creatures and titans and monsters and stuff come through and the energy comes through and transforms the castle and uh and transforms all the peasants and the feudal village into like ghouls and shit so Perfect. the idea is that, and then so those those demons cap um, enslave the royal family and keep them in cages. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what happens is, you get to pick like Golden Axe. You get to pick from one of three mutated peasants, and so you have to go back and try to take back the castle with each level, and you have to like go through the the level, and then you fight the evil titan at the end and then when you defeat them and then you free the uh the royal family member and then you eat them and yes. then you get more power and then and then when you beat the game then uh you tran then the castle everything transforms back and it turns into like a socialist utopia where everybody all the peasants get to like split all the all nice. this stuff so. okay you're not fucking you're not you're not fucking around man you are you're with it that's yeah and so i mean <laughs> Fuck, that's so fucking intense. Um, so you know what that reminded me of? You know, um, the in, in Fantasia. You know, I'm pro I'm sure it's your favorite sequence too. Um, the night on Bald Mountain. That that sure. sequence. Um, so I want to see a Fantasia type thing. Um, I think Planet of Doom is gonna be a, a bit like that. I've been chatting with Tim Granda actually. Love Planet yeah. of Doom. Um, yeah, it's gonna be cool. It's taken for days, but they're 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 doing it. They're, they're doing it. Time. But um, so I fucking need to see that. I'm hitting you up for the collector's whatever fucking edition of that. Full time patron, man. If this was the like Middle Ages, I'd be like with my fucking stockings and shit. I'd be like, continue your work, sir. And it, yeah, it, there if you, you go. Exactly. I love it. If you might maybe look upon my own works, uh, sir. That, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think it's. Uh, yeah. I think it's. Um, it's cool. Uh, that would be fun. That would be like a hilarious sequence. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> the pa the patron who's like. Yeah. Always trying to um he's he supports all these artists and then uh he shows them their his work but his work is like really weird or something like yeah. and, but, but the but the fucking artists can't be like uh it's not good cuz yeah. like he gives them money. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's like fucking a Saturday night live. Right there. It's like uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I've been looking at you, I've been inspired by you and look at this and it's like yeah, cue laughter. But um the, you know No, no, but your your artwork's cool. I'm not saying that. Oh no, no, no. Totally. But I think that like the like medieval like the Salieri. Yes, that's right. I mean? That's what but, I'm talking um, about. Yeah, man, I don't know. It's just uh 
doing art, doing monsters, but yep. um, no, but okay, but all right, I'm Braun, gonna. Braun yes. was the one who allowed me that space to do that painting, that artwork. Yeah, oh yeah, there for, you go, bringing us back. On the sun, like he offered that he asked me if if I'd like to do it, and uh, actually, like this this is like how my mem how I remember it, but um. He, uh, I, I became friends with him. I was painting a mural at Adult Swim in Atlanta like nice. uh, years ago. And then um, um, I had become friends with Tim. Mm -hmm. Here, I'll just start from the beginning really fast. Go for it. My friend Donnie. Dirty Donnie Gillies. Yes, yes. Okay? Donnie Gillies, who um, did like a lot of that stuff in, for Metallica. Uh, he was supposed to be in that Metallica documentary, but I think he's in the uh, the extras on the DVD. <laughs> That's <laughs> so awesome. So he's a great artist, and then he interviewed me for um, Pork Magazine, which used to come out out of Portland uh, years ago that Sean um, Aberg did all the art and everything for. Then Dur Donnie comes up to visit me so we can go see Melvin's in Sacramento. That's where yeah. I used to live, Sacramento. Mm -hmm. And he brings Tim. Um, and so, so Tim, why am I fucking, I forget his name. That's cool. Tim Moss. Jesus. Right. I was going to call him Tim Root. See, this is a problem. I know so many fucking people have my memory <laughs> banks. So, so Tim Moss yep. comes over and looks at all my paintings and he's like, damn, dude, this is crazy. And he buys a painting. Hmm. So then I go and bring the painting to his house in San Francisco like uh, two weeks later. Yeah. And he goes and I say, hey, I'm going to Atlanta to paint a mural and stuff. And he goes, you got to meet my friend Braun. And so he gives me Braun's phone number so i text braun when i'm out there braun comes and picks me up in his truck yeah buddy and and i was like this is awesome man this guy fuck, this is great you know we were blasting music and it was so cool and mm -hmm. um we just hung out and then kind of became friends and and i would go to atlanta to go to the zombie apocalypse simulator that my friend that that shane the the guy who helped me with the Asleep in the Deep video, yep. this is before. Whoa, so this, so what a trip. Together. Yeah. Everything's so connected. I go to the Atlanta zombie apocalypse thing at his art studio, which is an abandoned trucker hotel in yep. Atlanta. Mm. Very creepy fucking place. So we, I go there and I meet Shane. They introduce me to Shane and Shane goes, oh man, we got to work on something together one day. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, man, that'd be cool. I would love that. Whatever whatever that could possibly be i don't know yeah so then I, I become friends with braun and stuff and then i come back like a year later and uh i'm just kind of friends with him you know i do like a shirt design and stuff and um a poster and stuff and then he goes uh i wake up in the morning he's like he make, makes me coffee and shit we're like hanging out there with his dog and his cat and mm -hmm. um and he goes uh hey we're gonna do this album we're doing this new album you know it's coming out and um uh, it's it's called Once More Around the Sun and like the idea is like the cycle of uh, like life and death and things is the the big the big picture of stuff because he really thinks in that sort of like large scale yeah. universal sort of style. He's a very smart, uh, fun guy. I love mm. him. And then um, I go, Same. oh dude, uh, I don't know, man. Are you sure I'm the guy? I don't know. Because yeah. I felt very insecure, you know, and I was like, dude, what about that dude Mars One? He's, <laughs> he's really good. And I was like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like, are you sure? I feel scared. And he's like, nah, man, it, it's going to be fine. Like, you'll do great. It'll be fine. Yep. And then I was like, 
Well, I'm super stoked, but I have like a giant fear of not <laughs> measuring up. So I yeah. was like scared as fuck, you know? Yeah. And then uh, I go back to Oakland where I live now. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and I was like, all right, I guess I got to start working on this thing, you know? Oh. And so I sort of drew it out. And the thing is, is that having artistic freedom, I mean, working with bands is traditionally a nightmare. Yeah. And uh, people should know that. That yeah, it's yeah. a nightmare. Because mm-hmm. um, you got like four dudes or whatever in the band, maybe five, mm-hmm. maybe three, and they all like have their idea of stuff. And they all, you know, it's like you just want one really cool person in the band to kind of be the, the conduit in which yep. you're doing your stuff. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you get to meet somebody with the capacity to understand and appreciate creativity mm. like braun like he focuses he has a the prism strong, yep yeah he has a strong connection to what it's like to feel free creatively and, and that it's necessary to do something great mm. and uh uh that's my experience mm. anyway so um like i was like wow okay so i would just drew i just started to draw it out and mm. then i would i was all worried so i would just send him uh you know, photos of yeah. the sketches and stuff. And he would say, yeah, it looks good, man. Yeah. Like, and see what I never, mean? It, it was never like, um, oh, that's weird. Like what? Like, I don't know. Like, you know, it, it was always just sort of like, I don't know, wow, man. Cool. I'm just feeling, okay. And again, I'm an empath. So just, I'm going to, as they say, talk some sugar to you, right? Just, just, just <laughs> take it, take it this time. Right. So, right. so the very fact that you have this sense that like, okay, well, this sense of, I don't know the doubt, okay? Jung, I'm into Jung right now so fucking hard. He was like, my life okay. is de- my life is defined by two things, knowledge and doubt. And I like to seek knowledge, but I'm always doubtful. So then I seek more knowledge, sure. but I'm always doubtful. And what is that? That is the fluctuation between positive and negative atoms. He's alive. Skinner, you're alive. You've, you've, you've chosen. I also read 1984 recently. I came home like crying, hugging Ray. I was like, let us never, ever reach a point where we're satisfied or complacent. Jesus fucking Christ. And that's what I sense, and that's why this episode is called Expressing Universals, because the universe, guess what? It's in constant fucking flux between life, death, form, void. And that's Mastodon, and that's why you guys resonated. And I hope to see you do more shit, man. Like, I want you to do album number 20, album number 30. You know what I mean? Like, there has to be... Well, I mean, the thing is, is, like, I would love to. I think... I think the thing is, is that, you know finding the time yeah, to yeah. do stuff like there's certain certain stuff like really connects at the right time you know and i, I mean it. i would i need to be doing more i think like actual experimental style painting like i've done before like mm-hmm. i've done a ton of that before but like i really feel like i've kind of neglected that part of of my creativity um yeah but again you talked about yeah it just changes it's like i'm I'm just constantly like changing and shit and i I do i do understand what you mean about like seeking knowledge but then being full of doubt because there there is an interesting tension with um like i feel a lot of doubt and uh a lot of a lot of fear around trying new things but Mm. i am constantly trying new things so like i'm always like sort of i don't know torn apart by um (laughs) the the, the, like excitement slash just 
fear of falling on my face, you know? Well, and like, yeah. like if, if you talk to a lot of people, they'll say that's exactly where you're supposed to be. Well, Joseph Campbell, he said the, uh, the, the treasure you seek is in the cave you fear, right? That was his deal. And I, I've, I've been trying to, again, when I read your book, it's, uh, you know, at the start, you say, like, I had to really sort my shit out. And 2012 was that for me. An accident happened in 2007. I didn't get shot, like, actually hit or anything. But, like, they laughed and they kind of made it worse because in the army, it's like, just laugh it off, man. And they tried to hide it and shit. You can look it up in the news and shit. It's like, young Australian man gets forgotten about on fucking firing range. Um, and so I had to, but I defined myself uh. by that. Yeah, and, and, um... And I had to actually recognize some of the self-deceit that I was doing and deceiving of others because here's the thing, like, okay, some bad shit. This is, jo you know, um, if you ever do some work for the sword, J JD Cronice, um, the fucking, uh, I want to speak with him soon as well on one of the shows. Sure. But, yeah, but um, he said, like, he would be, he, he's, he's from Austin, Texas with his guns everywhere. He's like, yeah, but you weren't shot though, right? You weren't, you didn't get hit. And <laughs> and I just laughed. I was like, that's true. And you don't want to make light of PTSD from like the psychological point of view. Because I, I, I did legitimately suffer. But at a certain point, guess what? Like the universe is like, like your nails right now, your hair is just growing. So you have this core energy that's constantly moving. So then to try and belabor and stay defined by one thing and by, and like live in that victim space and that wound space, it's like your body yeah. rejects that. It's like, can you just kind of like, not saying, not invalidating your pain, but can you move on? Because you're meant for bigger things than just living from this fear. And I, I reached yeah, that in 2012. I think, yeah. I think having that, uh, like, yeah. There is there is something about re being resilient and being tough. Yeah. But it's it is like such a fine line to not like unnecessarily dwell on sure. the pain or the like the whatever and kind of go into the martyr uh, state yeah. or the sort of like victim thing. Mm. But then there's also there's also this place where you don't want to like move past the process of it like I get it. to be like oh okay. that kind of sucked like oh that felt shitty or whatever yeah i don't i mean i i i uh i've definitely struggle with um like it's like i feel pain and i think uh i i you know i'm just crushing uh sort of depression dude and you and me both you and me fucking and stuff. Yeah, I know. I can tell you do too. Yeah, uh, you're, you're intense. You're, yeah. you're neuro. You're neurotic as hell. Thanks, brother. But yeah. it's all right. It does. It's not bad. It's, Thanks. It's like it yeah. just is. And I think that like the thing is, is that holding the burden of depression and anxiety and like try and and not knowing exactly how to process it and and reading about it and learning about it and going to therapy and trying to figure it out and and being very cerebral about it. Hmm is like what Ram Dass says, just like stirring the pot of shit, you know? But yeah. it's like, there's such an urgency to deal with it if you're at all trying to preserve your life. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to preserve like your relationships, if you're trying to preserve your friendships or, you know, the, your career or whatever you've built, if you're trying not to ruin it, it's just very difficult because you're we attack things cerebrally that's mm -hmm. how you figure things out and that's yeah. how you work out things hey what up
What up, what What's up? What's up? I know. It's Australia, brother. We got oceans. So many fucking whales and squids and shit just being like the distance between us. But uh, we made it. Did the whales interrupt our call? They fucking oh. did. It's because they're, they're sick of our shit. And Gojira are sick of the, it as well. And you need to do some work for Gojira. Would you like to work for Gojira one time? I don't... Um, I'll be honest, man. Uh, I would be honored to work for, you know, all these bands. But... Yeah. I kind of am preoccupied with um, things that I've started to do for myself, I dig like it. Uh, making films and working on stop motion horror fantasy stuff. And uh, I wrote like a short horror film. It's actually a uh, very uh, Campbellian, oh. Jungian. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's good. It's called. Uh, it's it's basically a film about the rite of passage that I think is like frequently missing in our culture now yep but has also i think everybody has relegated it to being like one thing that happens in your life where i feel like we have tons of rites of passage through our life where it's like a moment where you learn to be self-reliant and that you fight your way through and yep. that the thing that was really really difficult becomes just another thing that you've accomplished or, mm. or gotten past in your life or whatever yeah. um that's awesome so that's a horror film i just had it uh, storyboarded by the great pete von Scholly, who's been storyboarding and doing stuff in um hollywood for like decades fucking a so, so what's his name again like, von, that sounds pete Pete Von Schaal. He sounds like a fucking horror movie character himself. And um, in in I Brisbane one time, in Brisbane one time, I created a sculpture called Darth Shred Vegas Von Bladder, and it was this installation art that mixed like psychedelic shit with like a Darth Vader mask and shit. And oh. but um, can you please release that on VHS? Because it sounds like it belongs on VHS. Uh, VHS, <laughs> of course. I'll take yes. a time traveling machine. No, but uh, you know what's interesting yep. is with Darth Vader is um. There was a, when I was in high school, uh, I was in this history class, uh, political science or history or something. And, uh, there was a teacher there and they had a, a new teacher came, um, this woman came to, um, like she was becoming a teacher. So she was like getting su like substituting for this guy to try to get better and better and better. Yeah. So I had been kicked out of a previous class i got kicked into this class yeah. and everything was fine i was working with the teacher i liked the teacher he was chill he was actually an ex-nba player like he was this That's really great. weird old dude yeah and this this woman teacher and like i thought she was pretty cool but after a couple of days she started to like in my mind i felt like she was trying to like overcompensate by being like super disciplinarian oh and so and like on people like hey because like she's a substitute so she's like over you know she's like hey i'm gonna be taken serious in here or whatever yeah yeah so i immediately was like fuck that Book hell it. no Bye. so i was like just antagonistic and stuff but i was super smart and bratty so like i all i i got like straight a's and shit it was like it was public school it wasn't very hard you know but uh i remember just being like very um like uh antagonistic yeah. to her like where like i would just challenge everything like whatever because she was being fucking i thought she was being fucking kind of rude and <laughs> yeah, crazy yeah. like and uh I, I mean i probably was wrong you know but then uh <laughs> then they kicked me out of that class shit and and then i was like what i got kicked out yeah shit. And yeah then, um and then uh 
I went back into the class I was initially kicked out of, you know? Yeah. And then what happened was about two years later, um, I was in a comic book shop, baseball, a comic book and baseball card shop. And uh, I saw the teacher guy mm. that, that she was substituting for. And I was all, hey, I got kicked out of class. What happened? He's all, oh, yeah, you know what happened? Was, uh, <laughs> uh, you, uh, she started having reoccurring nightmares about you that you would come in the form of Darth Vader. Oh, and, and the, holy shit. You know, yeah, and I was like, oh, that sucks. I, that sucks. <laughs> I, I think maybe I just went too far then or something. But yeah, I just felt like, you know, when you're young and you're you're like, you sense injustice or if you sense like that people are being like rude or whatever, like, you know, and you just go, well, I'm going to fucking yeah. challenge this, this yeah. authority fuck. Fuck day. So, but that's my cool Darth Vader story. That's amazing. I love it. Um, and you know what? I think people tuning into the Macedon podcast might be like, hey, let's riff a, a riff about that. And to them, I say, we are fucking tangent takers of the universe, so fuck off. Yeah, what <laughs> do you want to talk about? You want to talk about Macedon stuff? Well, 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 let's well, talk well, about it. They're the best. They're great. They're awesome. great. But here's the thing. Here's, again, with Skinner and with Macedon, what, and with my stuff, I, I, I try to always... And like life as well, you really shouldn't separate your life too much from your art. In fact, the most authentic way... And that's why people got got up in their face about like, why aren't you making concept albums anymore or whatever? And it's like, you have a constant duty to yourself and to the moment and to truth to always just follow your sh Cause, and, you know, and John Dyer Baisley from Mastodon, sorry, from uh, Baroness says that it's like, I can't create that from, I can't contrive. You know, that's where the word try comes from, to contrive, right? Um, and you need to channel your own actual experiences. And, you know, and I call them my, my, my fucking bro uncles cause they're, and bro dads, you know, because they're dads now. You know what I mean? And, and that yeah. led to this reflection. And I want to say, like, out of all of the album light concepts, I mean, I, I, you probably read the one that I've been doing the album summaries leading up to the chat. Uh, did you yeah. read that one? about the yeah. char the charnel ground and like the testing the time of testing and, and yours was um you know a transience album yours was uh after the pyre has been made in the woods which was the hunter and they sort of re reinserted themselves into this life and void space i'm sorry but like you got you got fucking summoned to adventure and guess what like a fucking joseph cambellian motherfucker you you refused the call you were like nah man do you remember you sort of you downplayed it's like i won't do this but you were faced with like the album concept for once more around the sun is the most abstract i think you know life and death is yeah. about as big and fucking wide spanning and all-encompassing as it gets yeah. and you were you were tapped upon by the little old woman in the swamp bran just like you must yeah. go on this journey i don't know why an old woman came to mind but he he's that, that's okay yeah he would like that yeah, he's a he hag. No, I think that's funny. It's like, yeah, it's sort of like every movie <laughs> thing where, like, they go, we got to go solve the equation of life and death or whatever. And the guy's like, I can't do it. Yeah, I, I know. Can't, I, I can't do it, man. And they're yeah. like, you have to do it. And you're that's like, right. all right. <laughs> but meanwhile, mine was like this sort of mundane, like, Drink, sipping my coffee all hung over like what, what? Like, i don't know man like that's right are you sure and he's like yeah i'm sure i'm like all right i guess i'll try that's like, right it wasn't it wasn't like fucking avatar oh no absolutely but, but I, I hear what you're saying I, I hear what you're saying and i actually it's it is kind of cool it is kind of like cool and refreshing to look at things through those lenses you know yeah. and like and just really see it that way i felt i felt like um i was seeing 
life through those lenses a lot more. Mm. But uh, I, my problem came when I would work really, really hard and uh, I would bust my ass to like get, you know, to do the thing, to do the hero's journey. Yep. And then, uh, and then it didn't work. Ah, and, hmm. and then I was like, oh, okay, so I'm supposed, this is supposed to not happen. Um, hmm. And like, like, I think the thing is, is that you see things through that lens where you're like, okay, it's very mapped out. It's yeah. very linear. Yeah. But, but life is not linear. It's not. Look at my, look at my fucking patterns. That's, that's the whole point of my shit is it's all asymmetrical. Yeah. yeah. Jung talked yeah, about that. So, so like I was trying, I was agonizing over trying to figure out like what part of my failure is a part of my success. Yeah. And I think it's like even just having that um, mode, uh, that that psychological perspective of like being like, oh, seeing things as failure or seeing things as this or mm. that or whatever. It's like, uh. It's like sometimes life just doesn't make sense. Things don't make sense. Like yeah. you try really hard and then it doesn't work. And then you, you're just like, and then you just realize like, well, like I had some show idea that I tried to get through with Adult Swim and they were like really into it. And then I sent them my script and they were like, oh, we don't know about this. But like what, <laughs> what they don't know, what they don't know is that I, I, uh, I had entirely shifted like my career like i shut down my web store i got everything already um oh to, fuck to, to, to jump to, onto yeah, that to yeah shift into like making this show and to do this thing mm. and um like they didn't know that and it's not really their fault you know what i mean it's not it, I but, get it. but it's like but but like i completely am like okay this is what i'm doing i want to do this this was after i put out the high on fire um black plot video with hey beautiful jerk and like i was like cool i really want to do animation i want to do narration yep. i want to do storytelling i want to do world building and then like it just didn't work it didn't go anywhere and i was like oh okay i guess yep i guess it's time to do this and then i just started to think like i don't understand because there i was really given no no fucking reason. notice yeah yeah so um, i was like yeah. your mind tries to figure it out and so, like, I what I realized was, like, I'm put in this position where I'm super cerebral. I can, I can problem solve like a motherfucker. Mm. Like, I can be, like, ten steps ahead of most people I work with on, like, what we need to do, how yep. we should do it. What, what, like, like, I can really figure it all out. And then I was in this position where it was, like, Through your curveball. okay, none, none of your skills work here. Wow. That's and, and humbling. So I, yeah, and I went into like this crazy depression for a long time and I was like, what am I doing? Why mm. am I doing this? I don't know, whatever. And like, so what's interesting though is that like I've built up to this place where I'm like doing my own stuff, doing my own stories and not having my goals and dreams and ambitions be through the gatekeepers of other people or mm. other institutions or something. I get it. So... Yeah, so I'm kind of like, well, maybe this is sort of like what was necessary, I guess. I but it. it still doesn't take the like sting out of that. Well, I need to fucking tell you something right now. Do you know what? I'm, I'm speaking to Miles Langlois tomorrow. He is the creator of Apollo Gauntlet, right? He created that shit out of fucking yeah, nothing. Yeah, he did it on his own. He did it on his fucking own. Right? And then yeah. they said, we're going to 
we want to make this show, and then they made the show, and then it wasn't really popular, and now it's just... Uh, it's this fucking thing, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't... But, like, does he even own it anymore? Um, That's the thing. So, the web series is his. I'm going to absolutely... Like, you're welcome to jump in, man. Like, I, I could see you guys fucking collaborating like crazy. Um, you know, because we... That would be cool. Yeah, because you've got this, like, you know, outlandish. It's fantastic. It's, like, fantastical. But then he has this... There's this guy who talks in this It's very Canadian dry. Accent. Yeah. And I like it. Exactly. I, like it I, I watched it on uh, AdultSwim.com or yeah, on yeah. computer because I was like, well, let me check this out. And I was actually in the animation studio while they were making it. Well, I, was, I was checking it out rad. while it was being built. Mm. Um, but, uh, but, like, I think that's the thing is, like, so he made his show. And <laughs> that's the other thing is that, like, I feel like so much anticipatory focus comes to because like say i make this show well guess what maybe you make like a few episodes and everybody like completely hates it because it's so weird yeah well maybe i like it and that's fine but like then what mm. you know what i mean it's like i think that like in our mind it's like if we think that this thing that we're working for just gets done it's gonna make us happy yeah no i get it hinging it's like in you know ray and i and she doesn't know, obviously, doctor, patient. Focused, uh, yeah. what is that? Um, fo uh, it's, 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 a, it's this term, it's this term that, uh, my wife brings up. Um, is that Christy? By the way, shout out to her. And I'm designing you guys symbols. Like, I feel, I do that for people I resonate with. I, I'm going to design. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, she's the best. Dude. Absolutely. She's wonderful. D little she shout out. She actually makes a difference. <laughs> but it, it's called, okay, it's called fixated hope. Okay, I get it. It's a term called fixated hope, which is sort of like looking at the sky through a straw mm. and just just seeing the sky, but not seeing everything else. Yeah. And and it's and it's like it's like say if your friend is sick mm. or something, and you and you just freak out and you're just like, oh my god, I have to get them better. This ha I, they have to get well. They have to do this. And then all of a sudden, like, your entire life is completely fixated on this one small thing. Yeah. And so all your happiness and all your success and all your beliefs and all your love becomes and, and conditional. Your, your feeling about the universe and your feeling in life and all that stuff is completely predicated on if this one small thing happens. Yeah. And I fucking live my life like that so much. <laughs> I'm know. a psycho, dude. I, I'm, I'm constantly I know. like... If I could just do this one fucking thing, my life's going to be better. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I do it and it's like, it's not better. I know, but it's, it's just, it's your strength and weakness. Cause it basically think of it as you sharpening yourself to a point, right? You know, if you tried to make a, a, an art, if your pencil wasn't sharpened, like it would look like shit. And so you sharpen it, but that comes <laughs> at, yeah, it comes at the cost of narrowing and you need to narrow to achieve. So this is the masculine energy. So the feminine energy circle, vagina, void, um, the masculine energy is piercing. It is the the, the, the penis. No, it's true. This is hilarious. Yeah, dude. And so well, and, okay, okay. Yeah. So I think that feminine energy is process. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I feel like uh, masculine energy is product. There you go. I love that. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna tell Ray yeah. about that. Um, and <laughs> that's right. And also a little bit. We'll talk about the matrix and shit. But you know, the ones and zeros. Like all code can be reduced to ones and zeros. What's a one? A penis. What's a zero? A vagina. So, so, and what it is is, um, 
you are you have a very dominant like and a very decisive uh you have an extroverted aspect but you're also i would call you an ambivert i think um but you yes. have this sense of direction and two folk it's it's the it's a bit bittersweet because the irony of sharpening yourself and narrowing to one view is that you exclude other possibilities because that's you need to do that otherwise you'll be unfocused yeah. so but that focus comes at a cost of with a slight sense of expectation it's very hard to, to to act with direction without expectation you know what i mean so but um yeah but well, I, I am the thing is is that i i am simultaneously collaborating and working on like yeah five projects that are just super insane all at one time so, so it's like good. maybe it's like maybe i've figured out some kind of bizarre fractured way of productivity like, <laughs> yeah it's like i'm being productive but it's more like i'm collaborating with people in this satellite way you're, like, you're pretty you're, you're, that, yeah like this guy that i'm working with uh, ross kennedy mm. he's a sculptor and he does stop motion stuff mm. he helped me do these uh, commercials for adult swim yep we're working on like this insane stop motion horror fantasy film and i've been painting and illustrating and designing and all this stuff but he's like in his studio building it making it happen and then i go over I build a bunch of stuff. I paint all the backdrops. I paint all the props and I work with him and design shit, come up with stuff and paint. And so, and then like, but like for the most part, I just, I also think like, I've kind of like, uh, when I collaborate with people, I also feel a lot of space. I, I create like a lot of space for the other person too. That's Cause great. like, I don't want, I don't want to be like some dominant, like, like it has to look like my stuff forever. Like it's all about me. It's all about what I do, like whatever. I just go, all right, well, look, like, it would be cool, you know, here's my idea, whatever, go ahead, interpret it, put your energy into it, figure it out, do your best, um, make sure that you're happy and that you're doing stuff that feels good, um, unless I'm paying you some exorbitant amount of money, like, <laughs> I'm not going to expect you to, like, you know, obey me or yeah. whatever, so, so, like, I have this, like, loose amount, like, amalgam, or, uh, Fusion. a loose web yeah, of people yeah. that I work with that I'm just that I'm just grateful that's for, great you know and so yeah. And that's, I saw that in the book. That's gotten me very, very far. Is just allowing it to all happen. Yeah, I, I saw. Is. Yeah, I saw it. It's beautiful, man. And I saw it in the book. It's, it's, it's. Uh, it resonates with yeah, uh, as well as like that unbridled kind of sense of urgent creativity. But there's just so much gratitude and um, and catharsis. I mean, dude, if you weren't making this, you'd be killing people. I swear. Like you'd be, you'd be a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. I, same with well, my oh, shit. Well, the other thing I think is like uh, maybe I would be helping like uh, like food not bombs or something. Yeah. Dude, like that's the thing is like. Uh, if I if I know that I'm helping people, then I feel like at least I'm not wasting my time. Yeah. Oh, I love this yeah. one. This is like a bit of a Jabba Jabba happening right there, right there in the corner. Oh yeah. Where is, yeah. Where is he? Oh yeah, that one's scary, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah, brother. Um, so I might, might, might sh shove that in the in the thumbnail. Um, man, we gotta get Alan to to come on the show. He's so shy. Yeah, motherfucker. I was just thinking about that. Like, he's so shy. He's yeah. Such a, he's a cute little shy guy. With his dogs. I know, I'm trying, but like the thing is, is that like, you know, like everybody has their own challenges. I guess their own sort of hero's journey. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, 
That's right. I also think that things are not nearly as bad as you think they are. I fucking love you, man. Dude, dude, no, no. You need to you need to stay at my house if you're in Australia. Okay. We love you so much in this house because see how we spend a chunk of time talking about like, you know, the meaninglessness. But guess what? It's not as bad. And like you're just life. Like you're you're just a fucking bro. So thank you. You're a sincere, genuine fucking human being in this world of just Thanks. fucking pretend. So yeah. Amazing, Thanks, amazing. Dude. Okay, what do you think well, of the? Ma- is there yeah, anything yeah. else you got? Any, any I, boiling questions I, before? Uh... I do, I do. So, what is the okay, most? Yeah. What is the most uh, creatively fulfilling aspect of? Um, uh, apart from obviously just the creativity of itself, you've talked about collaboration. The thing is, dude, can I say this? You intuited where I was going with the chat. You didn't like. We just kind of covered a whole bunch. So I just I'm very <laughs> conscious of, conscious of your time. So we've been speaking for maybe like 45 minutes, something like that. Um, what what have you got ahead for the day for yourself? Oh, um, I uh, let's see. What was I gonna do? Oh, I have to a couple of. Uh, I process all the orders of stuff on my web store. So like, I'll I'll probably go do a couple of those things, yeah. and then I'll. Um, uh, I'll pro. I, I, I've been working on a couple of these small paintings. Um, cool. Uh, I have a beer label that I'm doing for my friend for that gigantic company, yeah. and then um, I have. Uh, um, You're like the Omar Rodriguez Lopez of you know he would describe that he's like I always have like five projects going on you know yeah. Mas Volta. Well, like- I just <laughs> I, I have a pop up Halloween card that is coming out yeah. that is really really cool. Um, hold on, I'll show it to you real quick. But uh, yeah. I gotta make a commercial for it, so I'm looking for monster hands. Oh shit! Oh, there you go. Hold on, hold on, it's downstairs. Oh wow, Albert, I'm I'm inside one of your Instagram stories. Wow, oh my god. Yeah, you're gonna be in my Instagram story. <laughs> Excellent, and I'll be I'll be clipping out this. It's gonna be nicely, beautifully edited. Oh, I'm in the sunshine. It's like fucking 4 a.m. Yeah, here. there you go. There's my uh, lemon tree. That's beautiful. Hello. Does she have a name? Um, <laughs> oh, it's it's pink lemonade. Or it's yeah. pink lemons. Pink and it lemons. has like a bunch of different Where's my keys? That's cool. <laughs> Hold on. No, man. It's going to be. That's oh, cool. So I got anyway, all, so I, I got all go, the time. Uh, no, that's fine. I get it. Oh, I I have one question. Uh, the creature. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So no, no, no. So as you can see, I put it right in the smack middle of the artwork for Macedon Podcast. I love the eyes going in either direction because that yeah, form void. All of this. I love the the, the yes. marriage of the opposites. Does it have a name at all? Did you give it some kind of dual being, or does it have a? I'm always curious about that creature. Yeah. Oh, good question, man. <laughs> Shit. Um, no, man. I never, I never did that. You know what? Uh, I used to be obsessed with naming stuff. I get it. Then, I get uh, it. And then it was weird because when I stopped, when I stopped naming stuff, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. All right, hold on. I'm gonna go back upstairs. And say, <laughs> so I stopped naming stuff because I was like, I felt like um, when sometimes I would name things and I would feel like now it can never have a different name. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And and I was always like, I don't know about that, like, because mm. I I feel like uh, everybody very very much needs to like name shit and so that we can. Sometimes it's cool, yeah. But um, sometimes I'm just like some some things don't have names. They're just more than like. It's. I love like, it. Yeah, the the name contains it. It puts it. You know, you want it. Yeah. You want to think. Yeah, multi-interpretable. So, here it is. Ah, amazing. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. 
So look at the little kid in there. Yeah. Oh, look at him go. Shit. And then, uh, so it's sort of like EC Comics. Beautiful. Um, and then on the back has a little poem, and then you can write Aww. to your, you know, to your friends. But uh, so I, I, the guy that I did the the Necronomicon pop up book. Yep. With, he um. I've been working with him on this Halloween card, so I have to make a little commercial for that. And then I'm flying to L.A. tomorrow to do a voiceover for my friend's cartoon. You weren't kidding. Time. You weren't kidding when you said overwhelmed. And I and again, dude, I'm just um I'm fucking just yeah very grateful for the for the time we were able to speak. But um you got it. Yeah. A, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, I was I'm so elusive. Uh, I, no, I was love having it. a kind of a brutal, depressive um, breakdown last like couple days so i'm on the way up though yeah so. me too we had similar kindred paths i used the word wavelength it's like wavelength man so if you ever want to jump back on wavelength baby yeah baby so if uh, yeah baby baby if you want to ever jump back on just fucking cathart man we don't have to talk about any like just flow if you ever want to just fucking do that yeah. it's just i reckon okay. yeah dude you know it's good to have that outlet and uh, i'll just buzz you same as this if you like this kind of time frame i kind of dig it you know yeah, I'm sorry about it being 3 a.m. there. That's cool. Look or at me. Now. I'm, we're not fucking spiders here, man. We're dealing with it. We're just we're fucking. We're not fucking spiders, you fuck. There you go. So you can take did that, that sound, one into did the day. That sound right. It I don't did. Know, I'm kind of going All right. Into it. I'm actually not the best Australian accent. I've been in Canberra. The Canberra, ironically, is like the least Australian place, and it's the capital. Well, here's the accent. Here, we're not. We're not fucking spiders. We're not. You're fucking, fucking spider. A gay yeah, garage. Yeah, exactly. You I like to... it because it's like it goes deeper into this just like bizarre. But you know what? In America, we have really fucked up accents too. I, mean... I have like probably a very annoying. Um, it's like somewhere between a California person and sort of like a mildly drunk southern person. Nah, man, it's cruisy, dude. Like, I fucking love your accent, man. It actually puts me at ease to like <laughs> listening to you <laughs> is like so calming and it like puts me at ease. Yeah. No, uh, because I, I go, it's so funny when I go to the East Coast, yep. too, because everybody's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell is going on with this guy? That's crazy. All right, brother. Well, well you, you bring it in. I'm great. Just giant hug. Awkward fucking hug. There you go, brother. Awkward hugs. Right yeah. on. Well, uh, let me know when it's up, and then I'll tell everybody to go listen and stuff. Motherfucker. I'll put it out on YouTube in the, in the borders, because you're vertical. In the borders of your chat, I'm going to have your links and some links to your store and shit. Love you, man. Oh, you, Thanks, bro. You better believe it. Okay, lots of love to you from all of us in Australia, around the world. I'm sure I speak on behalf of us all, all right? Thanks, man. Have a good one. All right, take it easy, brother. Bye. See you later. Peace, bud. Bye. 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 <laughs> what did I tell you? Like, a total bro, a kindred human being. What a G. So glad he exists. So glad he's making art. And best of luck and joy and love and kinship and support to the guy, honestly, on into his future, on into all of his creative endeavors. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, it would be great to jump back on and uh catch up on the reg if that's something that vibes with him then that he's available to do but um folks if you enjoyed the episode uh thank you and i'm truly honored that you tuned in if you wanted to support the show you can head over to patreon.com forward slash albert kessa and also patreon.com forward slash mastodon podcast um if you wanted to yeah ensure that the show can kind of keep going please like share subscribe and um yeah hit me up on any of the mastodon podcast social media we're going to be diving into some really worthwhile um you know mythological psychological uh, spiritual territory with mastodon because they are as i as we talked about in the episode um they 
have elected to be a nexus for this uh, amazing, incredible, terrifying, harrowing, beautiful uh, experience that is life in its entirety, 360 entirety. There's no narrowing of the scope. There is just intent. There is an embracing of eclecticism. And that is why I believe they are the most valuable force in heavy music um, in their sphere and introducing other spheres that's what they do and they bring other spheres in contact with them again they're this evolving amorphous creature which again like life if you emulate life and joseph campbell said this if you bring your nature into alignment with nature herself then that's bliss that's meaning that's fulfillment and uh, it's the truth really because why not just admit that it's like yeah people change and evolve and and become even more beautiful and detailed nuanced textured human beings and I truly believe uh, folks like Skinner and Mastodon are going to continue doing what they do in earnest with this sense of embracing everything that life brings to them through their collaborations with friends and fellow artists and the travels they take and the books they read and just always if there's one thing you take away from this episode keep absorbing um, from the world don't push it away even though it might feel tempting to do that embrace your fellow creators embrace your fellow human being spend time on yourself if you don't fill the vessel you can't pour into other people's vessels and you can't share your gift with the world so work on yourself as well and especially if life is getting weirdly heavy or anything like that if i may say it's it, like jung went through the exact same thing he just picked up a pen he picked up some it's sometimes and he was like oh i'll never be able to dive back into that old way of thinking it's like no the child represents and you can see skinner has this aspect of of childlikeness to him you know with his uh, with his art you know there's this um uh, exaggerated figures and and uh, outlandish adventures and that's a, there's a childlike aspect to that but guess what you know that's why we ascribe so much uh you know before they've been as goes the saying like corrupted by the world or anything there's this instant engagement and look in any of jung's teachings he says the way that children think and the way that artists think is the way of life it is the way of being in the flow and being in the moment and not overburdening yourself with overthought and over deliberation um it's sitting with things is important uh and not being an escapist or a, a dilettante in excessive amounts is is important immersion in the way that adulthood really allows us to do is truly important but the core will always be this like flitting ever interested ever curious essence that you really must nurture and it'll actually extend your life so there you go there are my riffs for today's uh, podcast after a bit of travel i will endeavor to speak with paul actually on the show paul romano who covered the albums call of the mastodon through to crack the sky and that'll be a worthwhile equally i imagine uh wide spanning and in-depth reaching chat about his process and life and all these universals exactly and that episode will be entitled mythic depictions so you can look forward to that Take care, everyone, and until next time, the end is not the end you see. It's just the recognition of a memory. Mm -hmm.